0: Everyone, welcome back to Weekend at Dave's. Uh, I'm your host David Silbert, and we've got a special episode for a couple of reasons. Uh, First reason is that we are starting our E3 2021 coverage, and for those familiar with the Punish Backlog, we like to always do our pre-E3 coverage. Kind of depends on the year how we're feeling, Uh, but this year we kind of want to go through each publisher and and talk about what to expect, Um, and so we're doing that here, Punish Backlog today. But first of all, and more importantly, in the We're breaking some ground for Weekend of days by having our first ever guest on the show, uh, fellow Punished Backlog writer Sam Martinelli. Sam, welcome to the show. How you doing?
1: Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. I've uh, been a listener since you told me about this podcast a couple of years ago and uh, glad, to, glad to be a guest.
0: I love how it's it's still a little bit on the on the down low. It's a little bit on the DL for a few people too. At the Punish Back, they're like, "Wait, we would do a podcast?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah, we uh, we we do that." Not, not it's...
1: anymore. Not not the DL anymore. We're we're breaking out. Man. <laughs>
0: we're we're breaking it. out. Yeah. No, and part of that's on me. It's like we do episodes like very sporadically. Like I was going back and I had a crisis where I thought I lost the audio files for past weekend of Dave's, and I found them, and I was so relieved. And I was going back and watching like. I think episode two of the podcast. I was talking about like uh, Castlevania season two, and here we are. Like, I just finished season four. I'm like, where was the coverage of season three? Like, this is this is this is to be mainstream. We got to be out there. Uh, You know, that's for another day. No, thanks for being here, and and I think it'll be good. People people don't always want to hear my voice, so uh, this is your show today, Sam. We're going to be talking. Definitely want to
1: hear my voice and the best voice. They do.
0: They do. They no, you got a radio voice for sure. (laughs)
1: Um, Radio voice too.
0: Oh, here we go <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be diving in um today's episode we're gonna be focusing on i think probably one of the more exciting publishers, if not the most exciting publisher um going to be making an appearance at e three twenty one in nintendo and um I think it's kind of interesting because maybe refresh my memory if I'm forgetting wrong, but obviously e three in the standard sense was not a thing in twenty twenty uh myriad reasons and i know for better or worse it's back right we want if we want to talk about specifically the esa and and e3 as an entity being back that can almost be its own you know can of worms in terms of a discussion but notably nintendo is set to have a a big presence and i know you know they've said on record that they have some big announcements to make in the coming weeks so i think it does kind of get the uh, the brains flowing in terms of like what what could it be i'm sure we both have our ideas of what to expect what are some kind of givens and, and maybe some more outlandish things so totally would love to get your take on on all of this but before we get to all of the cool e3 stuff i want to pose a question just kind of takes the clock back so kind of thinking about nintendo's past 12 months and i use the cutoff here as june 2020 to you know june this now upcoming june 2021 so we would be cutting off unfortunately games like animal crossing new horizons and which one um Sorry, Xenoblade uh, Definitive Edition. That would have just missed the cutoff. So, you know, those two games aside, if you were to if you were to kind of grade Nintendo's performance, however you want to, based on software, hardware, kind of the industry, want to take COVID into consideration, however you want to look at it, you know, how would you how would you grade the the past year?
1: I guess I'd give a B minus. I, I think it's important to understand that COVID really messed up basically their entire plans for a couple of years. Um, I don't think we're out of the woods in that yet. Not just, obviously, there's still a pandemic going on, but I think the effects of that, I mean, there was like a a couple months a year ago where, uh, you know, semiconductor plants had to shut down and like multiple industries are still being hit by that. Not just video games, we're we're talking about car companies, computers, like this is, the effects of the pandemic are going to ripple really intensely for a while. So I, I try to keep that in mind. I also think, like, you know, these are, there are a lot of, like, hard hitters in the last 12 months. There's some good games, you know. Uh, I've, I've been playing new Pokemon Snap lately, and that's, you know, pretty good, and uh, I love Bowser's Fury as part of the uh, Mario 3D World uh, port. Paper Mario, the Origami King, I thought was really underrated. But, you know, it's like, given what they were up against, I would say, yeah, it's like, it was fine. It was a uh, pretty good run. Obviously, everyone's another Metroid or another Legend of Zelda. Right. You, you're just not you're not you're not gonna get all that stuff. And we have here is you know a lot of pretty good to promulent games. Like if you know, I'm not the biggest Pikmin guy, but people really like people really did like the Pikmin Three Deluxe Port. Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity is not everyone's cup of tea, but if it is, it really scratches that itch. Same with like Metopia, Famicom Detective Club. But obviously, it, it would probably be lower had it not been for the Switch release of hades hades also came out last year and that was one of the best right. games of last year so i think that that really bumps it up a little
0: bit oh, that's a great point and and i also will you know from my perspective too looking in i i almost feel like it depends a lot like i think this varies a lot depending on what kind of the person looking at it so like for example let's say you're someone who didn't have a wii u Right. And um, so you didn't you this may be your first time playing something like Pikmin three first time playing uh, Super Mario 3D World. Um, maybe let's say you haven't played like a Hyrule Warriors game in the past. Like this lineup now all of a sudden kind of almost expands like it almost doubles kind of the the wow factor because this is your first time getting exposed to some of this stuff. Also, if you're if you're a fan of RPGs, like really. I feel like Nintendo had you covered uh, The pe- really recently as of late with, like, Bravely Default 2, Monster Hunter Rise. You know, I feel like they're you you got more mileage uh, depending on kind of your history with Nintendo, your preferred genres. So I think looking back, just looking at the titles that you listed, it really doesn't seem like a terrible lineup, especially considering everything you said with, you know, COVID and, and the shortages. Like, I... Honestly, going through the list, I was kind of like, I was expecting it to be a lot worse. And I was like, wait, all these games came out the past year? Like, okay, like,
1: you know, we... Uh, (laughs) If you think about it, like, when we talk about a good year for almost any other game publisher, we're talking about, like, two or three games top. Like, people might... Some people would argue, I have not one of them, that uh, Sony had an excellent 2020 in terms of publishing. And we're talking about three games there. We're talking about Miles Morales, Last of Us 2, and Ghost of Tsushima. So, like, it's not like they released 10 games... And eight of them were good. They released like five games, and three of them were notable. So I think people hold Nintendo to a little higher standard. And I do want to point out one thing: um, I was a big Wii U fan. Everyone laughed at me, and now you're all buying these games. So I was right. The Wii U was
0: good. <laughs> I, I'm I'm in the camp that the Wii U had great software, um, and and I love the idea of like asymmetric mm. multiplayer. I think it, I still think it's probably ahead of its time. Or or maybe we're just getting into that now. Um, I know we played a lot of you know me and my friends played a lot of uh, Nintendo Land, specifically Mario Run. Oh, yeah. Not sorry, not Mario Run. Mario. Uh, I'm totally blanking on the name. Not the iPhone game, like the Mario mini game in Nintendo Land where you're chasing, you know, oh, yeah, people yeah. around the map. But no, that was a lot of fun. And I you know heading back to your point real quick about you know kind of this higher standard for Nintendo. I totally agree, and I think maybe the way it is it's just because there's always i guess with the exception being uh kind of gamecube ps2 generation like nintendo almost has to kind of pick up the slack just because it doesn't always have the same third-party support as you know microsoft and sony so people really expect more quantity from a lot of their first second party releases and I, i don't know like i feel like when i consider how many sony games or or games I'd play on my PlayStation in, in a given year, or, or how many games I'd play on my Xbox. Like, I feel like if Nintendo has five to ten, like, it doesn't even have to be ten, like like maybe instead of three, five solid releases through the year, then I consider that probably a, a pretty successful year, because especially if you're using it as a companion um, piece of hardware too, right? Like if people own a Switch and a you know PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, a Switch and an Xbox, Xbox Series... Is it the end of the world? Like, and and to your point, like playing Hades, playing those indies, you know, that's kind of my one. That's my home for a lot of these games, and even something like Or in the Will of the Wisps, which, which I'll happily play on Xbox Game Pass and play with, you know, hundred twenty frames per second now on on Series X. Like, I would probably maybe even consider double dipping on Switch just to have the portability factor. So, I think there's a lot of like additional factors that go into I think grading Nintendo for sure. So, I think that's definitely a fair grade that you have.
1: I Also, think like. One thing Nintendo does that I think a lot of publishers struggle with is they like to do a steady stream. Like, you're not getting two big releases in the same right. week. Like, I just wrote uh, a Punished Backlog Hall of Famer article about Titanfall 2. And that game was like a, uh, obviously, it was a masterpiece and it was a critical, received much critical acclaim, but it didn't sell very well because EA decided to uh, release it between Call of Duty, which they didn't, it's not an EA game. But and also Battlefield One. Yeah. So yeah, like Nintendo would never do that if they had two main titles that are supposed right. to be big hits. Especially if they're so similar, they wouldn't put them like in the same month or like, right next to each other. So when you think about this release list, like there, there's only one month here that has two releases, or I guess there's two months, but there's February of this year, which had Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, and also Bravely Default 2, which are not really? going towards the same audience right right so like if you're someone who has a switch and you maybe get one new game every month or every couple of months you're there's always something new right there for you even if it's not like you know breath of the wild 2 or metroid prime 4 or whatever other crazy concoctions people think of their in their minds of what nintendo should be doing but they never, they never never says they're doing
0: like, right like
1: f-zero you know dx gx is gonna be on the switch next month like no it's not that's never gonna happen
0: yeah, no, and, and I think that's a that's a good segue too into kind of the upcoming releases for Nintendo. And and I'll include these the the full list, I guess, that I, I have here for our notes in the um in the show notes, but I'll I'll also I'll run through just so people know what we're talking about. Here here's what we have from June through May. We have Clubhouse Games, Paper Mario The Origami King, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Pikmin 3 Deluxe, Our Warriors Age of Calamity, Super Mario 3D World Plus Bowser's Fury. Bravely Default 2, Monster Hunter Rise, New Pokemon Snap, Famicom Detective Club, and Miitopia. So that's kind of a, a nice range of genres, too, and spanning from June 5th to uh, of 2020 to May 21 of 2021. So yeah, l- looking at kind of the game's upcoming, I don't know whether or not to, to call it more or, or, or less. I mean, it feels more or less in line with what we've seen in the past 12 months, but I guess we could go through that list quickly, um, and then I would love to, to throw another question your way. But yeah, so we have upcoming. Uh, this is kind of in tandem with E three. So in June we have Game Builder Garage, which is the new kind of like le- like uh, I guess tone wise, almost Labo tone, but more of kind of like a a you know code your own game you know aimed for younger nintendo fans which looks to be pretty cool mario golf super rush which just got a little bit of um you know a big uh, press buzz uh preview hit um a couple days ago so that's launching june 25th we have monster hunter stories 2 wings of ruin for july 9th legend of zelda skyward sword hd july 16th no more heroes 3 august 27th and then a bunch of games uh kind of with kind of a release year, Shimigami Tensei Five, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, and Shining Pearl, and then we have some more stuff uh, kind of uh, farther out. But yeah, I want to know, kind of your, based on this list, or also kind of things that you know, Sam, or kind of your intuition, how do you think Nintendo can build on their grade for the next 12 months, starting with E3? So you gave them a B- for the past 12 months. Um, Looking at this list, how can they... And what they could announce at E3? How can they build on that B minus B- moving forward? Uh,
1: well, I think. Well, I think already this is looking pretty solid with, uh, for the rest of the year. Um, I, I do think it's funny that the games I'm personally probably looking forward to the most are both remakes: uh, Skyward Sword HD and uh, Pokemon Diamond Pearl. Sure. Uh, I think one thing Nintendo likes doing is is just like being totally like radio silent. On a number of releases until maybe a month or two out. Right. So think about this time last year. We didn't know. We might. Not, I don't think we, we even know that like Paper Mario was coming out. We didn't know that uh, Age of Calamity was coming out. Like they'll probably have some. I expect be 3 They'll they'll throw out some bigger games. They'll get people really excited. Um, in terms of the slate that we do know about, you know, it, it's it's kind of the same thing as last year or the last twelve months where it's uh, these are all playing to a Lot of different tastes, and I don't know how much of the broad, like, big answer here. I think Mario Golf is going to be good, I think that's going to be fun. I think mm-hmm. uh, Splatoon 3, whenever that's out, is going to be cool. I think Pokemon Legends is going to be a really interesting idea. Um, but some of the other stuff, like, I can't imagine someone playing No More Heroes 3 if they didn't play the first two. I can't imagine someone like, who's right. never played a Shin Megami Tensei game getting to Shin Megami Tensei 5. Um, but I think. In terms of just what they have now, I think it's a good start um but obviously everyone wants everyone wants breath of while uh, yeah yeah, not a Mario game or something and of course i, mean, I don't blame them. that's but I want too. but it's not i'm mean, in terms of what just what they have, this looks good it's a good it's a good
0: foundation, i would say yeah, I mean, so yeah, let's talk about that so good foundation um if you had kind of in terms of some of the known but still you know t b d releases. I think Breath of the Wild, for, in most people's mind, is, is the one that's probably nearest. Like, I, I listened four. I have Breath of the Wild, uh, the sequel, uh, Metroid Prime 4, Bayonetta 3, and uh, a new Pikmin game of some sort. You could also throw in kind of the rumored you know, 2D Metroid, or a Metroid Prime trilogy remaster. You could throw those in the mix, too, I, I suppose. But So out of those and, and maybe things that we don't know about, what, w- what would be your gut reaction in ter- or, or gut thinking in terms of what Nintendo might show off at E3? So, I do think,
1: first of all, I, I, I'm just going to say it straight up. They're going to show us more Breath of the Wild, too. Mm-hmm. But I do not think that game comes out in 2021. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think Skyward Sword HD is their main Zelda release of this year, and everything else is it's probably going to get pushed to 2022. And that's like, they should take their time. I, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't be mad about that. Uh, in terms of what, they, what I think they'll, they'll do, one thing Nintendo can do that no other company can do quite the same. Is literally just say We're porting a game and not changing it at all to the Switch, and it'll do numbers, and everyone's gonna be so happy. They're gonna complain for a little bit, but they'll buy it anyway. Uh, like Mario 3D All Stars is, is like a bad package, but the games are so right. good that like it didn't matter. So if Nintendo comes through and's like, yeah, here's you can play the Metroid Prime trilogy, or you can play, you know, Wind Waker HD, Twilight Princess HD. I've, I've read some rumors that those are coming to Switch as well, mm-hmm. like. You don't have to like even touch those up. Beyond, they can just like release. I bet you, if they really want to, they could release like the GameCube Wind Waker version, <laughs> just, and, and not the HD version, and charge you sixty dollars for it, and I'd probably still buy it.
0: I doubt. I, I have to imagine. <laughs> oh I have to imagine there'd be a little bit of a. a I, I would be a little upset well, just because. Well, there would be a fuss. Yeah. People would be mad about yeah. it, but they would still buy it. Yeah. No. I mean, so do you think that I know one of the things that got people a little bit in a in a in a um, you know, in a fervor was. I guess it was in February, was the official Zelda's 35th anniversary, right? And Nintendo really didn't acknowledge it at all. Like, do you feel like, whether or not Breath of the Wild 2 releases in 2021, um, do you think that that will be a centerpiece of their presentation? Will be say, like, hey, let's, you know, we're starting with what you already know, like Skyward Sword HD, uh, we're going to pepper in other, you know, HD port announcements, like Twilight Princess HD and Wind Waker HD, hopefully. And and on Breath of the Wild 2, maybe have a couple other surprises in there as well? Or do you think it's going to be, like, heavy in on on that theme or, like, no mention at all? Like, on that scale, where do you see they fall?
1: I I don't know. Like, maybe... Like, I think one of the things about last year's Mario 35 presentation was that there were some rumors that that was supposed to be at E3. Right. So if that's the case, then maybe we'll see, like, a 20-minute section of Zelda games. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if they were, like you know, here's Skyward Sword HD, here's a little more in Breath of the Wild 2, stay tuned for more Zelda 35, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then we get another thing, like, you in, in, in August or September. I hope that's not the case. I want more Zelda stuff. Um, you know, if they make a the Zelda 35 or Zelda 99, like the Battle Royale game, I don't know what it would be, but i try it. I played all the other ones, so I might as well try this one. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, I don't know if it's going to be the main focus, but unless they don't really have anything else, like, unless they don't have a new 3D Mario game, where they don't have a new, they don't have anything on Metro: Prime Four, or they don't have anything like that, then they might you know, might have to lean on just like, hey, if you want to play the games? They're all here, or right. most of them are here. Yeah, I'm I personally think cool. the most hyped thing they could do is uh, N64 games on uh, Switch Online, the way they have with uh, yeah. Super Nintendo. Yeah, like that would definitely people would then complain about just the lack of a virtual console, but they'd still be happy that they can play, you know, Ocarina of Time and Star Fox 64 on
0: Switch. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the well is running dry a little bit, at least on, on Nintendo's side, for coming yeah. up with, like, compelling SNES games, NES games uh, to bring to the online service, so hopefully... They really do
1: not want you to play Earthbound. Like, they can, yeah. they can just put Earthbound on whenever they want, and they're just like, no, f- you! Fire. Sorry, I don't know if I'm such a curse on this podcast. No, <clears throat> we can... You, no, you can't play Earthbound, go away, stop bothering yeah. us about this game that everyone loves.
0: Yeah, uh, shout out to the uh, EarthBound playthrough that you and I both did, and and Anna from the site. It was a good game. It was good, and it was good, and I think that's the magic of having a virtual console slash, you know, online curated, you know, subscription services that you can go back. People that, you know, all new audiences accessing um, Nintendo's catalog through the Switch, like maybe people, you know, like, the uh, preteens whatever like and being able to play some of those games like earthbound would be really awesome so it is a bummer when like we're like where like where is this stuff i guess while we're on the subject i was going to leave it for kind of a, a lightning round question later but i'll ask it now will we see will the word mother get uttered will we will we see anything i mean will anything regarding mother or earthbound be mentioned during this conference or or nah? I think the word mother
1: will be mentioned when Nintendo says you could play Mario Golf Super Rush with your mother. <laughs> uh, I don't think... Uh, yeah, I, no. <laughs> well, I think part of it is just... Um, I think it just it's like a lot of people that... One of the things that makes Nintendo also kind of unique in developers, almost everyone who's at the top level there was at the bottom level in development at some point. And I think a lot of the people that worked on Earthbound just aren't there anymore. So right. like maybe their view is, it's not like, you know, Microsoft owns the IP to Perfect Dark, so they'll just get somebody else to work on Perfect Dark, even right. though, like, the guys who made it at Rare are still, they still have some of them, but most they are not working on Perfect Dark. They have something else.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I think is, that's why I don't think we're gonna get anything about Mother. What's your take on the hesitancy to, you know, take, say, like, work with an English translation or a fans translation and just bring Mother 3? to you know, make that like a Switch Online seller? Is it, is it like content in the game, or is it just kind of like they don't see a market for it? What, what do you think that is?
1: So one of the weird things that I think a lot of people fail to recognize about how, how Nintendo decides which franchises are worth, like updating and, and keeping in, keeping around, is that they really do care about sales members. Like it's clear right. that they need a Mario card game every generation because that's always going to sell extremely well. They need Zelda. Those games always sell well. Metroid, they don't sell well. Metroid games do not sell well, at least not in Japan. Um, and so everyone's like, how come they're not making more Metroid? And well, guess what? A few years ago, they did make another Metroid. They made Metroid Samus Returns. I played it. It was really good. And it didn't sell well. So apparently you guys didn't want these Metroid games that <laughs> so, um, And so, like, I just like Earthbound was a famously bad seller. And that's, you can blame marketing for that. But you can't just say, like, well, people who love this game really of this game, so you invest you know a ton of money and a ton of time in making something. As far as the translation, they probably could. I just don't know if they, in their mind, if it's just something that really care about that much anymore. And you know whether or not they should is a different conversation. But it's just clear that Nintendo has a strategy, and even though they are creative artistically, they try lots
0: of fun ideas. If something doesn't work, they're not going to pretend like it does. Sales wise, I should mm-hmm. say. Yeah, and, and all the things, you know, just kind of anecdotally reading, I'm in kind of like a, a reading mood where I'm reading a lot of books on, on the games industry. And I don't know, the I, I the way that I always feel Nintendo gets described is like sometimes Nintendo has a has a reputation for, you know, kind of being behind the times. Like people for some reason people think they're behind the time. Oh, like, you know, they're they're the last ones to get their console to having like H D graphics or four K and and we'll get to that in a second. But um i mean i think more often than not nintendo's really like an industry disruptor like they're gonna do things that they know might not be like seem like the popular decision but they're doing things that like people just don't foresee right like and and to your point like if if the sales numbers aren't there and and sometimes they'll make decisions that like button mapping in your games like why can't i do like why can't i remap all the buttons in breath of the wild well that's because they intended it to be a certain experience that they want players to experience for for better or worse and I got to respect the fact that they they, they want to protect their brand. They want to protect, you know, their games and, and their licenses. So I, I get where they're coming from. It's just, I think for if you're a fan and you really want to play Mother 3, like, guess what? There are fan translations out there. Go, just go play one of them. Uh, it's not really the end of the world. But yeah, moving on. Um, well, another question that was kind of top of mind for me was, uh, we've seen some rumblings uh, kind of, numerous industry reports bloomberg um etc talking about this new switch uh, pro model um you know title still tbd but it seems like uh kind of the reporting kind of seems to line up i think it's fair to say that this switch pro is in fact happening i think the question more or less is whether or not it'll actually release uh in 2021 or not or, or whether it would line up with say breath of the wild 2 i, I i'd love to get your thoughts on that sam
1: maybe i just i i i'm less i think again it goes back to like the chip shortage like right. if they just don't have the manufacturing capability for this then i don't see why they would unveil it so early on um i do think they're working on something i think people are kind of blowing this a little bit out of proportion like i do think it's going to be better but it's not going to be like yeah it's, nintendo wants to make sure that whatever like piece of hardware you have can play all the games. And the one time they didn't do that was the new Nintendo 3DS. And that, and that didn't work out. Like that was, And they probably learned like, hey, we can't lock out... Like, I think there were like two or three games that could only be played on new Nintendo 3DS. And they were like... It was like Xenoblade and... Yeah.
0: Uh, and Fire Emblem Warriors or something. And some eShop games. Like, Earthbound, I think, was also locked to it for some godforsaken reason. You couldn't play Earthbound on the... Yeah,
1: Super... Yeah. You couldn't play Super Nintendo games on, like, the crappy 3DS I got refurbished for a hundred bucks. You know, like, they couldn't do that. So, yeah, I don't see Nintendo doing it, Mm. doing something quite that dramatic. Um, And also, like, let's be honest, people, you're not playing this shit on your TV anyway. Like, the whole point of the Switch is that you play in handhold and you can play in, in bed or on the couch without having, like, without needing a TV. So, like, the idea that Nintendo needs the Switch Pro to compete or do anything, I think it's just what do you like if you like you're still gonna play doom eternal on ps5 like you're not gonna play the switch version of doom eternal yeah yeah i i think it's a cool like it's a cool idea but it's not it's not the switch Lite where it it, nintendo does that really well of Mm -hmm. making something smaller and cheaper and more accessible
0: yeah no I, i think it makes sense um to your point like I think I'm thinking from my perspective. I am someone that I go pretty ha- like have in terms of handheld, and it kind of depends on the game. Like I think uh, when I was playing Breath of the Wild, one like I always thought that that looked awful on my TV, and I thought it looked gorgeous in handheld mode, so I always played it in handheld. But something like Smash Brothers, um, I'll kind of switch between, especially when I think the uh, connection might be stronger on my, you know, when docked or you know uh, things like that. But yeah, I think it's it's tough to imagine like a crazy upgrade. You know, especially when like Switch is selling well, would you really want to alienate like hap- like your entire audience by being like you can you can't play any of these games anymore, right? Like it would have to be was awful. Yeah. Right. And especially now that you have the the light too, like you have already two different types out in, in existence. I feel like there would have to be that kind of forwards compatibility for like any Switch games. So or sorry, whatever. Like they would they can't I feel like they can't afford to leave those people behind. Um I don't know. Like for me, I maybe I already have my wish where like those updated SKUs have slightly longer battery life. Yeah. Since I was like an early adopter of the Switch, like I, I definitely would love a little, a little bit more juice. I know, like nowadays, like I guess it doesn't really matter because where am I going in a pandemic? But like, you know, as as we start to get back to like normal, quote unquote, it would be nice to have a, something a little beefier. Um, I I agree. Like I think. You're setting yourself up for failure if you're expecting this to be like, um, you know, a, a, an Xbox killer, a, a PlayStation 5 killer. It's just not what Nintendo's it's not their MMO. MO, it's not what they're going they also for.
1: They don't have MMOs either, so it's not their MMO.
0: <laughs> they don't have MMOs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> a catch of that. Um, let's see. What else we have here? I Should, should Animal Crossing fans get excited for <laughs> this conference? Should Animal Crossing fans get excited?
1: Um... Sure, <laughs> there's got to be some other like event or something coming out. But man, like, yeah, it, everyone played like hundred fifty to like two hundred or two hundred fifty hours of Animal Crossing last year. How much more stuff yeah. do you really need? Like, it's. I mean, I would like an event. I'd like to. I like a reason to go back. But like, man, I can't imagine someone being like, man, I've only played like ten hours of Animal Crossing last year. What I really need is Nintendo exactly. to show me something in E3. Like, they'll, they'll show something. People should get excited for something new. But it's not going to be a game change. Jam-
0: not a game change. Okay, so not like a heavy the roadmap that some fans might, you know, like.
1: I feel like there might be a Fourth of July celebration. There might be some okay. new items, some more. Maybe maybe they'll have like a Zelda, like that, like a Mario 30th an anniversary collection of items. Maybe they'll have one for Zelda. Maybe they'll have one for Metroid. Metroid, but. Maybe, maybe the thing I would like for them to do, and I don't think they're going to do this because there's no point. Mm. But I think it would be funny if they did what they did in the original Animal Crossing, where you can play NES games in your house in the game.
0: <laughs> just <something laughs> like tied it with Nintendo Online, baby. Yeah, like Nintendo Online subscribers, you can that'd be kind of fun. I mean, it, it, yeah. So, yeah, I guess just
1: do it anyway. But it's like kind of like kind of like they did. Like I'm in Animal Crossing, but I actually kind of want to play Dr. Mario right now.
0: And like right. yeah, but yeah, I could fulfill my fantasy of building my arcade room, like really building it out then.
1: Yeah, can I actually play like the fake arcade games that are in there? Because I have I have a game room <laughs> too in Animal
0: Crossing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's see. I have more Zelda questions. Breath of the Wild 2. Will so you'll say we're gonna hear something about the the Breath of the Wild sequel. Do you think I guess two parter? Even if it doesn't release in twenty twenty one, will we get a release date slash window? Yeah. And will Breath of the Wild will Breath of the Wild 2 be the the actual title. I know they haven't called it Breath of the Wild 2, but will the title be Breath of the Wild 2 or will it be something else?
1: It'll be something else. I think I think with Legend of Zelda, like the subtitle of these games really matters. And so and then in, the, in the past, when they've done direct sequels, there it's it's you know it's all sometimes just it's like tangentially related to the previous plot, like Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, or right. Antimar Glass to Wind Waker. I think it's gonna have a different title. I think they just want hype you up when that trailer a couple years ago because they like we we're like we're working on this we have some idea of it but we don't we haven't figured out a an actual title like like a subtitle for it yet right I think it's gonna be different i don't think it's gonna be called breath of the wild too i also yeah and he said i think they're gonna tell us it's gonna be like you know spring 2022 or something like that or, or yeah, it's, it's not gonna be right that's not gonna be like may 5th 2022 they're not gonna do that got it yeah
0: yeah, give them give themselves some some wiggle room because I know with Breath of the Wild one definitely suffered its fair share of delays. So yeah, and with COVID season, yeah. I'd like I if call it, I'd like if they called it remote work. I like they called it Death, of the, wild. Get a darker Death of the Wild. I mean, yeah, I'm curious kind of for Breath of the Wild uh, for you know for the sequel, how is it gonna be kind of like a Majora's Mask where I, I guess twofold, right? It could be like Breath Major's uh, Majora's Mask, which was kind of the darker sibling to locker in a time but also like went in like a vastly different direction mechanically too like i i wonder how how close they play it to breath of the wild one just based on the fact of how well it was so received people love the open world right like i can't see them ditching the open world as much as part of me would be like well you know maybe maybe the risk part of the risk would be going more linear now for this sequel but i can't imagine them doing that what are your thoughts
1: Oh, it'll, be, it'll, be a, it'll, it'll be mechanically pretty similar, I imagine, to Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. 1. I think it's going to be a different world um, mm-hmm. if it's not like, or maybe some of the same ground, but it's going to be manipulated in some way. Like, I, I, I'm just going to give you the same world and like flip it upside down. Like, they, like, like uh, right. the Dark World. Like it's that, be, I think it's, or maybe the, maybe the whole game will be underground or something or, or in the skies or in the ocean. I, don't right. know. I, I feel like they'll take some of the same mechanics and just apply them to new ground.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely exciting. I kind of feel like we're all in the dark on this one, so I'm excited to see what they they have. Um, here's something we haven't talked about: have we have we seen the last third party Smash Ultimate rep? I don't
1: think so. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they had you know Crash Bandicoot or Master Chief or something yeah. like that. But I think with that these extra Smash characters, they're really highlighting how what Nintendo, what well, we people think they want from Smash and what they and like what Nintendo, what we actually want are not always the same. So, like, for years, everyone's like, we want Banjo Kazooie in Smash, and then Banjo Kazooie is in Smash, and it's like, okay, it's an okay character, it's not that great. It's like, (laughs) let's get the Minecraft guy in Smash. Like, oh, quick, okay, cool. It's just here's the Minecraft guy now. Like, it's this is the, the effect that that Brawl had with like Sonic and uh Snake. And then in the, in the later releases when they had Pac-Man and, and uh, Mega Man. Like, the novelty's kind of worn off at this point. Right. So even if I think we will get a third-party character, but I just don't think it's going to be quite as exciting as people. Or people, aren't gonna, people, are, people are going to eventually realize it's not as cool as they hoped.
0: I mean, and this is just kind of a side thought, but it definitely... You know, definitely what you said (laughs) hit me. Like I'm playing through now online. Like it's no, you know, secret. I play a ton of uh, Smash Ultimate online, and um, really, like the only characters out of this massive roster that I really like are are Ganondorf and, and Sephiroth. So I'm definitely thankful for some of the DLC characters. Maybe I'll throw in Joker there too, but. Like, my thought every, like, the more characters get introduced into this game, it's like I'm always playing a character that, like, I don't know the matchup of because they're, like, either rare or, like, it's just hard to keep track of, like, 75 plus characters in this game. So I I know it's ahead of, I'm getting ahead of myself because I, I I know a a Smash sequel is is really, really far out. I, I would doubt, I, I can't imagine we would see one during the the Switch's lifespan. But, you know, based on the fact that the fact that Sakurai has been, like, you know, don't expect this again. I really hope that he's se- I, low key. I hope he's high key. I hope he's serious because I would honestly prefer a Smash game where we have like back to basics, 20 20 character roster, keep it all within Nintendo. Or if you're gonna have a couple third party reps, like keep Sonic, you know, um, yeah. keep Pac Man maybe. But like, I, I really want them to go back to like, how can we make, how can we kind of reinvigorate this series, which is great, but. How do we, ta- we kind of, like, make the gameplay, you know, do something fancy there and really focus on, like, fine-tuning characters and making it so it's, like, a really good competitive fighter, which I know that does not go well with Nintendo and competitive fighters, so that might be a pipe dream, but that's or just my like, gut reaction.
1: Or even just, like, be more clever with stages and uh, maybe delve more into, like, I, I, don't, I don't love the spirit system, but I like the concept right. of it. Like, I think, there's, I think there's much more they can do with Super Smash Brothers than just adding more fighters. Because, like, I mean, I don't know, man, do you, does everyone want, like, 100 fighters? Do you, do you want all of these characters that, at a certain point, all, even if they're not all the same, the, the distinctions don't matter that much. Like, the original Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo 64, right. you know, even, like, with some like, exceptions, like Mario and Luigi, were pretty similar. But, you know, Donkey Kong and Samus and Link were all so different. And now it's getting to the point where there's three links, and a lot of characters, a lot more characters that are like Donkey Kong, a lot more characters that are like Samus. There's two Samuses now, so.
0: Right. Anyway. Yeah, the Echoes definitely felt a little overboard. Looking back now, I feel like we didn't we didn't need the Echo fighters. No.
1: All
0: right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what we get there. Um, all right. A couple more rapid fire. Super Super Metroid remake. Truth or smoke.
1: Um smoke i think I, I just
0: don't i mean we'll see I, I
1: i don't think there should be a super metroid remake i'm of the opinion that some games don't need to be remade unless you're like doing a complete overhaul of everything yeah um now that I'm, I'm now that i recently actually i guess maybe six months ago finished super metroid for the first time i realized like no the game kind of as long as you just remap buttons because the initial uh layout was awful yeah. um like the game works just fine as it is. Um, I don't see what you would actually do to make it better. Um, so I, I don't I think that's I think
0: that's smoke. And when when do you think is the earliest we're hearing about Fred Prime 4? I think we'll hear about it at E three.
1: I don't know if we're gonna see yeah. anything. I don't think we're gonna Okay. Well, there was like one time many years ago, um, where uh Chiro such, such um, Miyamoto came on stage at E three. I think around, like maybe a year after the Wii U came out, and he's like, "Guess what, guys? We are working on Star Fox." And that was it. He just—it was just him on stage saying, "We're working on a yeah. Star Fox game." Like, I wouldn't like Nintendo might even just do that, <laughs> like, just say, like, "Guess what, guys? You know we're already working on Metroid Prime Four, but I want to confirm that we are still
0: still working, working on it." <laughs> and we started from scratch a couple years ago. We're we're, we're on it, guys like the like like the recent Nintendo Direct, where we heard that about Breath of the Wild two. We're still working on it. Just can't can't show anything just yet. No, I, I think that makes sense. Um,
1: I have I have a, I have a theory that um, Metroid Prime Four. It does not matter how good that game is when it comes out. It will absolutely not match up to expectations. Like it could be, it, it could be a great game. It could be like like if you just like divorce all of the hype around it from the yeah. game itself. It's gonna be good. But then people are gonna play and be like, I've "Waited so long for this." That's what's going. On. I guarantee that's going to happen.
0: I mean, I think it's funny just because, like, I've been kind of going on a on a Metroid tear, replaying or, or playing for the first time a lot of the 2D games and and some of the 3D games. And like, I think it's surprising how few Metroid games there really are in retrospect. Like, there, you know, yeah. if you kind of count, double count, if you don't double count remakes and things like that, like we have what like Metroid One, <laughs> Metroid Two. Uh, Super Metroid.
1: Three, three prime like, and fusion.
0: Yeah, it's like so like Hunters. a handful, right? Like Yeah, which I actually kinda liked. Um and then Federation Forge, which I I haven't played, but <clears throat> I don't think I'm missing much. But yeah, like I, I I don't know. Like I don't know really in terms of the identity for, for Metroid, it's like is the identity more like a two do people more people clamor for a two D Metroid? Like would most most people be satisfied with another Steam um you know Sorry, Mercury Steam. Whatever the team's Mercury name is, Stream. sorry. The, I
1: guess like, Stream, yeah, Mercury Steam, yeah, with another Steam title. Made, they did the, the Metroid 2 remake, which was great. Right. And do people want that? They all said they wanted it. I, I, sorry, I just can't get yeah. over this part where, like, everyone said they really wanted a new Metroid game. It has been so long, and Nintendo doesn't care about Metroid. And then they released a Metroid game, and people didn't play it. And it got mm-hmm. good reviews. It's not like it was, like, it wasn't like Other M or something where it was just not very well received. It was a game that people liked, and all agreed upon was good. And then people were like, I don't know, I have a Switch now, so I can't play 3DS games anymore. I'm like, come on, man, it's it's right there. It's a good game, it's right there, and you didn't play it. And now Nintendo thinks, well, do people actually want this stuff?
0: Yeah. I I don't know. My hope is that it's more than... I hope it's Truth Not Smoke, just because going off that Origami King uh, trailer, or I don't know, you'd know better since you played the game, but like the little Metroid Easter eggs in there. Like I I don't know, or Samus's helmet that, that Mario can walk around and
1: Paper Mache helmet.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, like I mean there's also a
1: Donkey Kong helmet in that game. And
0: Okay. You know so me. Maybe I would,
1: you know me. If if they give me another Donkey Kong game, which there there is some rumor that their Nintendo's working on another yeah. Donkey Kong game, uh, that's what I want the most personally. But you know you know me. I I, I would induct every Country game into the Punished Hall. Yeah, fans, if I could, even the ones I don't like, I would still
0: do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's a that's a great way to I guess kind of close. Um, we didn't really get to touch too much on like like predictions on what will happen versus what you personally hope. I guess we talked mo- more about predictions for what will actually happen. Do you have any kind of like personal hopes that might may- might be long shots that you would hope would happen, but you have a feeling maybe they they wouldn't like they don't match up exactly with the predictions that you have.
1: Yeah, so when I heard that they're making another Donkey Kong game, there's some people, some rumors saying it's going to be 3D, some people say it's going to be another 2D game. What I'm personally yeah. hoping, and I don't think they're doing this, is a full like reimagining of Donkey Kong 64, because that's a game that mechanically doesn't hold up very well, but right. the spirit of it I thought was so great. And so if they do something like that, I would, I would be thrilled. Uh, and also, I say this every year, man, F0 is here. It, it needs to be here. It's, it's always in my heart. and just give me more F-0, give me more futuristic racing where I can't keep up with the screen. The online multiplayer will be sick, would be sick for that. Um, so yeah, those, those two are my big ones. And also, yeah, just like give me more Zelda. Give me more Zelda ports. If I could play Minish Cap on the Switch, that'd be cool. If I could play Nintendo 64 games on the Switch, that'd be cool. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not holding
0: my breath for any of those. So. Yeah. <clears throat> no, no, it's got me thinking. I think I actually am kind of a blank slate. I'm kind of like, I'd be happy just to see more about Breath of the Wild at this point. And I'm kind of reserved to not seeing anything about games like Metro Prime 4, you know, Bayo 3, Pikmin. I'm like, if we, they'll come eventually when they're ready. Um, I would like to see, I think the only things I would throw in is like, not even for myself, but for people that didn't get to play it, I really wish... Um, Xenoblade, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Mm-hmm. I hope that gets ported to Switch just because I think it's an incredible game that really did not get its, it's due. The last one, right? Uh, shout like out. the last Wii U game. Punished Backlog, underrated, underappreciated games. It's like the last Wii U game. It's yeah. Like the, yeah, I think it's like the last one that has to... I, I'm like, uh, they has to happen. I don't even think that's too much of a long shot. And then, um, you know, kind of in the spirit of the Link's Awakening um, remake... Like I would love to see Oracle of Ages and Seasons. I know you aren't a particular fan of, of those games. I believe one of the reasons wrong, I wasn't
1: a big fans because I can't stand having to like, you know, go into the menu and take out my sword and, yeah. so I can pick up a rock. Right. Like so, yeah. If, if they remade that lightning right, I, I'd be really into it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it would be really, really good. I think that's a game. Like I key I love the soundtrack for those games. I think Capcom did a phenomenal job with the game in general. Like I think those two games would be really not like I don't think we're going to get like a brand new 2D Zelda especially with the you know all the all the current Zelda stuff in the works and porting and Breath of the Wild 2 but I I'd, I'd like to think that Link's Awakening sold well enough that they would have reason to remake I guess some things would have to fall into place they'd have to I don't know if Capcom has any say <laughs> in you know in terms of like the license probably not but um, that'd be my only thing I i'm kind of just like bring it on let's see like it's nintendo's gone nintendo i'm just excited for i'm just
1: excited to be excited if that makes sense like i'm excited to see more games see more of games i've already heard about maybe we'll see some more splatoon 3 and some people were kind of disappointed that that was the big thing in the last announcement but splatoon is great man splatoon games are all really good um so i'd be excited to see more of that um there's always like a bunch of indies or like switch ports we didn't expect like not they're not nintendo games um that there's gonna maybe, maybe they'll port over some like i would like to see if they port over some old like bethesda games because they also have like skyrim on switch what if you could play oblivion on switch what if you could play morrowind on switch or Fallout new vegas on switch yeah i right. wouldn't i think that like some things yeah. like that could definitely happen and in fall into place or like there's the, yeah, and the and- diablo 2 remaster on is gonna be on switch i think as well so probably, they probably might show some of that
0: and in terms of bethesda too right like microsoft seems to be playing ball in terms of like really you know giving a home for some microsoft software on switch and i think from their perspective let's say even even if elder scrolls 6 ends up being an xbox you know console exclusive like nothing nothing better than like drumming up the name um i could, I could say a lot of that i would love to play like Morrowind or even oblivion on switch like if they could do like an oblivion kind of like um a remaster treatment i know you, you just played it recently and, and maybe i should just Shut up and go play it on Xbox, and stop whining about oh, stuff that I already have. <laughs> right. For
1: well, this, way. I would I, I have access to play Fallout New Vegas at any time because of Game Pass, but I would hate to right. play it on Switch. You
0: know, it's totally it's that portability factor, right? Yeah, it's um, really yeah, the differentiator. But yeah, like uh, should be a good show. Um, I'm already blanking on when E3 is, but what usually like second second month, second week in in June, something to that tune. Yeah.
1: but we're about a month away, that's it.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, it should be exciting. Um, I guess that's 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 where we should end it. So any any, any final thoughts on, on Nintendo or E3 in general, Sam? I'll, I'll give you the final word.
1: Uh, just remember, everyone, that as fun and, and hype-worthy a an E3 is, you are basically rooting for a collection of commercials. And that's okay, but just as long as you're acknowledging that if you're upset about a performance, about a, uh, a showcase you're upset that they didn't have the commercials that you wanted.
0: You heard it here for folks. You heard it here for 1st <laughs> Mr. Nelly, everyone. Um, thank you, Sam, for being on the show. This was fun. Uh, hopefully we can do more of these. Yeah. Soon. I a great time. yeah. And um, to everyone listening, thanks for, thanks for listening and uh, peace out.